0: Hi, this is Dan, and in this edition of the Law by Dan podcast, multi-award-winning surrogacy lawyer Stephen Page is discussing the Greece surrogacy scandal, where so far, eight staff members at Crete's Mediterranean Fertility Institute have been arrested and charged with human trafficking, illegal adoption, purchase and sale of genetic material, falsification of medical file data for the purpose of selling genetic material, forgery, false medical certificates, fictitious marriages and fraud. It's a huge story and I'm going to hand you across to Stephen to learn more and importantly what to do if you're a victim of this extraordinary saga.
1: I'm talking uh, today about the Greek surrogacy scandal on the 10th of August. uh, Eight staff members at the Mediterranean Fertility Institute uh, which is reputed to be one of the larger and long-lasting Greek IVF clinics, were arrested. Now, it's not all the staff, but it's most of the staff, and they were arrested for fraud uh, and human trafficking. Stop the police charged in. Uh, stop at the time uh, charged in. Uh, at the time of uh, uh, me saying this, uh, the 24th of August, as. Uh, several of those staff members are still uh, in custody. And, of course, no one's been convicted. They're still entitled to the presumption of innocence. But it's turned out to be um, a disaster uh, because uh, it's said that the paperwork at the place um, is in disarray. And the suggestion is that there were uh, fraudulent um, IVF transactions uh, that women were trafficked from Georgia and other places around the Black Sea, such as uh, Romania, Bulgaria, Moldova, um, into Greece, and that they were persuaded to be egg donors or or surrogates or both, and then told they are unsuccessful. And that intended parents from overseas um, were overcharged as well. So, um, no doubt, um, if the allegations are true, a highly profitable but um, unethical practice the head of the uh, Greek regulatory authority, which is called uh, the National Organization on uh, Reproductive Medicine, or NORM, uh, Professor Nicholas uh, Veranakis, has been dismissed uh, in wake of the scandal. Now we have children uh, sitting in a hospital in Greece, babies sitting in a hospital in Greece, where the police um, are holding them under guard so the parents can't get them. Obviously the Greek authorities are worried, is this really your child or is this child being trafficked? And parents who want to prove their identity as the parents can't prove their identity because the paperwork is either in disarray uh, or it's being held by the police um, never to be seen again. And then those who uh, spend considerable amount of money and uh, haven't become parents but have their genetic material, their eggs, sperm and embryos stored at the clinic, that's all under uh, guard of the uh, National Organisation on Reproductive Medicine, the place that the head of got sacked. So that organisation, at least for the moment, would appear to be in disarray um, and certainly um, behind the eight ball as to whether it it's going to be performing at um, full speed. So what do we have? We have uh, the innocents, um, surrogates. Now, many surrogates, I'm told, um, flew back to Georgia. Uh, some landlords uh, have um, threatened to evict pregnant surrogates um, around Karnia um, in Crete uh, because they weren't being paid rent. Mediterranean Fertility Institute was paying the rent, now it's stopped. So here are these highly vulnerable women um, in a foreign country um, who are um, evidently worried about what's going to happen to them and getting stressed, and of course that stress, uh, the more stress there is, gets passed on to the baby, a really terrible thing. And then we've got uh, the antenna parents uh, who are over in Crete. Uh, not able to find them, and then those uh, back home who uh, are worried that they spent so much money and it's all um, been dashed against the rocks uh, with the golden dream, and they don't know whether they'll ever become parents or be able to use their genetic material and have to start over with that again if they can. And even those who've brought their babies home who wonder, well, in light of the fraud allegations, is that child really mine? And for those... I say, if you're in doubt and you haven't done a DNA test, before you do a DNA test, think about the implications greatly. And I'd suggest talk to a fertility counsellor. They can suggest uh, those to you. Um, If you don't know one, you can look them up on the Fertility Society of Australia New Zealand website uh, or uh, contact uh, a local IVF clinic and they can put you in contact with a a good fertility counsellor. The Australian New Zealand Infertility Counsellors Association has has a listing of members and they'll be able to help you. But I'd strongly suggest doing that before willy-nilly going off and doing a DNA test. And imagine if the DNA test says you're not a parent of your child, or both of you aren't the parents of your child, then saying, well, uh, we don't want little Johnny anymore and abandoning the child. And of all the people in this, The surrogates, uh, the parents, um, and the babies are all the innocents, but the most vulnerable of the lot, the people who can't protect themselves at all, are the infants. So think very carefully before uh, going down that path. I hope that Greek authorities are mindful, and I haven't seen any evidence of it yet, um, of the collateral damage to the surrogate's parents and the children, and puts in place uh, supports for them. Those supports haven't been in existence to date. The raid happened, and then the arrests, and uh, chucking um, those who arrested into custody and keeping them there, uh, taking possession of the paperwork such as it was, and making sure the embryos and other material is kept safe, but no thought, it would seem, has been put in place to protect um, the innocents. Many intended parents have already faced trauma through their infertility. The people who could do surrogacy in Greece are heterosexual couples or single women. Gay couples couldn't do surrogacy in Greece. And so, what uh, these people who were looking to surrogacy in Greece typically had infertility. And if you look at a gay couple doing surrogacy, well, they've got no other choice. They don't have this history of trauma. Uh, It's a fair company. If we want to become parents, then we've got to do surrogacy. But if you're talking about uh, a straight couple or a single woman having to undertake surrogacy, typically, They've got a whole history behind them. They might have tried sex, that didn't work. Then IVF, that didn't work. And then egg donation, that didn't work. And then finally surrogacy. Some have done endless rounds of IVF. I think the highest I ever saw was a couple who'd done 28 rounds of IVF before they did surrogacy. They might have had many miscarriages before they got there. They've got this history of trauma and then realising that surrogacy is the golden dream, spend up big so that they had a guarantee of parenthood, and then this this happened. It's truly a nightmare. I certainly say that the more urgent support they get from Greek um, and for Australian intended parents, Australian authorities, Uh, including the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, the better. The Australian government in the past, when there's been a surrogacy scandal, has been excellent. It really got the gold star from the teacher uh, in places like India and Nepal and Thailand and Cambodia, for example. When each of those places got the roller doors and shut them, all of a sudden trapping intended parents and surrogates and babies, uh, truly awful. Uh, Without any notice, the Australian government really did a good job. And as an example, after the baby gammy scandal and the Thai baby farm back in 2014, the Thai government, as well as making sure there were laws in place to stop surrogacy to any degree, also said that while all the foreign intended parents had to go to the family court in Thailand to prove that they are the parents of the child, and this process would take six months. They'd already exhausted their money and their emotions to that point. The Australian government quietly worked behind the scenes with its peer in Thailand and enabled the Thai government to persuade it gently, the Thai government to change its mind and to assist. Australia's ties with Greece are very deep. There are many, many uh, members of the Greek diaspora in Australia, I would hope that with those close ties, the Australian government and the Greek government are able to work together uh, to assist uh, these um, parents and children. What's not known is whether uh, whether Greece is going to have a sudden change in direction. Sometimes when a scandal like this breaks, and we've seen it in the United States, for example, where lawyers, once two lawyers and, a, and an agency promoter, engaged in child trafficking of of surrogates and children, as well as fraud uh, of the intended parents. Action was taken, firm action was taken with um, in in those cases, the FBI um, jumping in, arresting, um, firmly putting them in jail, and uh, finally. Um, uh, the miscreants being found guilty and uh, punished, including jail terms. But what we've seen in developing countries is that when the glare of the world's media shines on that country, then with the loss of face, suddenly action is taken. Down come the roller doors. People get trapped. We've got to stop surrogacy immediately, and it's just awful. So what I don't know is whether Greece, which has always seemed to me to have a pretty well-regulated system uh, to do surrogacy in Greece, uh, you had to have lawyers, you had to then make application to a court, and you had to wait until the court dealt with it, which would take four to eight months. And then once uh, you got before um, the court, the judge would make an order by which the intended parents would be the parents upon the birth of the child, then treatment could start. And Greece also had regulations as to how much surrogates could be paid. Until August last year, it was uh, €10,000. Now it's up to €20,000. So it's certainly what I would see to be um, an altruistic um, regime. Um, Similar types of money as spend on expenses uh, in other places where we'd certainly say it's altruistic. And here was the regulatory authority overseeing all the IVF clinics. One would think the system is pretty good and not open for abuse. So what we don't know is whether Greece will go down the path of enforcement of the law, make sure everyone complies and let's get on with it, like we've seen in the US, or Roller doors down, crisis averted, and indeed then create another bigger crisis of those who are going to other IVF clinics. Our clients have gone to other IVF clinics in Greece, and they're victimized too. Let's see. It's still early days, as of the 24th of August. Let's just see how this pans out. This one's got a way to go yet. Thanks. See ya.
0: That was Stephen Page from Page Proven Family and Fertility Lawyers. Now, if you want to discuss this matter or you are caught up in it, of course, you can reach out to Stephen directly at pageproven.com.au. That's pageproven, P-A-G-E-P-R-O-V-A-N.com.au.